State Champs Indiana Extra Point presented by Lawrence Technological University. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. Just go to ltuathletics.com, click on the Recruit Yourself link. Academic and athletic scholarships are available over two dozen varsity sports, including football. It's our weekly look around all things Indiana high school football in 15 minutes or less. My name is Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Sports Network, joined by Bob Stambazzi from 105.9 The Bash. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? Good morning, just peaches and cream. Another great week. It looks like another great week of weather for high school football. Certainly hope that uh, that forecast continues to be the case. How was your game on Friday night? Well, it was uh, it was an interesting ball game. Needless to say, at Southwood of the Castle, uh, homecoming. Manchester comes down uh, State Road 13 to take on a rival. And Manchester playing awfully well this year. Uh, an outstanding running back in Seth Gurdy and a quarterback left-hander in Brock Casper. Very efficient when he has to throw the football. But Gurdy is a fun kid to watch run. And they come up and beat Southwood by the score of 33-22. to Now, Southwood lost their quarterback with 2.41 to go in the second quarter on a stiff arm. He, when he stiff-armed the defensive player, his shoulder popped out. Mm. When he landed, it popped back in. But he was in so much pain, Mo Lloyd could not finish the game. Uh, Micah Smith stepped in, did a nice job. But Manchester's defense, Greg, was exceptional. The Hogs had a phenomenal night up front. Uh, it was just a fun high school football game. And if you're a Manchester Squire fan, you got to be pleased the way your kids are playing right now. All right. With that, my game, well, it was remarkably lopsided. Um, North Central really struggling this year, now 0-6. And I think we knew it would be a one-sided game. I did not think it would be to the tune of what it was. It was 38 nothing at halftime. Uh, it was probably the longest broadcast that I have had in terms of having the running clock going. Not the first time I've seen a game go to a running clock. Probably the first one I've had that started right at the beginning of the third quarter. 45 nothing. Carmel wins. We'll see Carmel again coming up this week against Ben Davis in a game that will be a little closer than the one that we saw on Friday night. North Central really struggling after having three really solid seasons Three falls ago, they won their first football sectional in 25 years. Last couple of years, they just had kind of the unfortunate uh, nature of drawing Warren Central or losing to Warren at some point in time during the sectional. Kevin O'Shea really had, had some great progress going at North Central, but unfortunately, that seemingly has stopped. And Ian Carmel was not tested in their victory on Friday night. The other game that caught my attention, Bob, from your neck of the woods was the battle for Adams County. And that, too, maybe or maybe not, was surprisingly one-sided. We've known Adams Central was really good. I think South Adams, from a ranking standpoint, probably had been kind of trading on their name from last year, making the state championship game, that phenomenal contest against Covenant Christian. But Adams Central put it to the Starfires on Friday night. They did, Greg. And you think back to just a short time ago, South Adams had to play an awfully good Monroe Central team and got it handed to him there, too. So uh, two big losses back-to-back uh, -back for South Adams and uh, Adams Central. Uh, this is a football team, and I was kind of looking a little ahead like we all do uh, come tournament time. And, and this is going to be an interesting match come tournament. They lost their quarterback early in the season with a broken ankle. They had to have, they had to have the brother, actually, who's an all-state receiver, 1A receiver, step in at quarterback. So uh, uh, they're still getting their – balances going here, what they need to accomplish 
as a team. They're still a good football team. They're four and two, but with Adam Central, uh, the Highland boys, and and uh, they, I just tell you, this is a uh, very very well coached football team as you expect. Their only losses to East Side early in the season, and so uh, uh, this team's going to be reckoned with come tournament time. I, I can see a good run into into. Uh, uh, regional. I, I just think that's where they're going to get it. All right. Adam Central, again, they are in sectional number 44. They are one of two teams, again, in that corner of the state. And frankly, Adam Central and Monroe Central, even though they're not far away, they kind of go in different directions. Monroe Central is in sectional number 43. They share the sectional with South Adams. Adam Central goes in a different way. Any reason to think, I know Adam Central has lost once. They lost by two to a really good 2A team as far as Eastside is concerned. Any reason to think that it's not the Jets and the Golden Bears in, in one of the better regionals in the state of Indiana uh, coming up on November the 12th? No, I, I think that's what I'm saying. I, I think it gets to that regional game, and it'll be a slobber knocker every sense of the word because these two teams like to hit. And Coach Hostetler down at Monroe Central has done a fabulous job uh, getting that program going over the past five, six years. Uh, no, I, I agree with you, Greg. I, I just think that could be a whale of a matchup. By the way, doing a little comparison shopping, Monroe Central beat South Adams 23-0. Adam Central beat Adam Central the next week 48-7. to So, again, just, just to give you an idea of kind of the comparison scores between the two. Who else caught your attention from in around Fort Wayne this week, Coach? Leo, uh, here they come again. Uh, th this team, uh, Greg, you, you, they win fifty-nine to fourteen over a Belmont team. But uh, matter of fact, I, if I if I'm guessing right, their quarterback goes to their head coach and says, "Coach Souter, if I have to throw more than twice a game, you have to take me out uh, because <laughs> they just don't throw the football." You know, uh, he probably get a sore arm. But they're so strong defensively, Greg, that. Uh, they're going to match up well with anybody. You're familiar with them, but uh, this is going to be a, a, a great, uh, great tournament run for Leo coming up. Eastbrook wins again. Eastside wins again. I mean, I, as I said before, when the season started, I felt 2A up here in the northeast corner and probably the northern third of the state was going to be a juggernaut of teams. I think 2A, <laughs> I think Lures is so different. Than, than anybody else. There's a, there's a truckload of really good 2A teams, and absolutely, Eastbrook deserves mention. East Side is in that conversation, but I think Lures, given the fact they have wins over 6A teams, you know, in, in both Carroll and Homestead, and the experience of the tournament run last year, I think that makes Lures a heavy favorite in 2A. Back to Leo, they are the only team ranked in the top six in the state that is in the northern half of the bracket. Again, I think Leo has emerged as a clear favorite in the northern half of the 4A bracket, knowing that we're only now 13 days away, as you and I record this, from the selection show, from the pairing show, from the IHSAA. All right, games of note, since we're talking about 4A, it's like we talked about 4A number two, 4A number one. Ron Colley got a battle from above Jesuit. They won 28 to 10. It's kind of the second win this year where – you don't notice the fact that Ron Colley lost the game because they didn't. You note the fact that that game was maybe a bit more competitive than you thought it would be. Deeper into the contest, it was a 7-3 game at halftime before Ron Colley put some distance between themselves and the team that was number one in 3A. And simply put, 
He's one of the better teams in 3A in terms of rebuff Jesuit. The other big game, a couple of them this week, uh, Westfield beat Brownsburg 24-21. Westfield now is the front runner as far as the 6A, um, you know, kind of northern half uh, in terms of, of being the top team to potentially square off against Center Grove. But again, for Westfield, what it also does is it likely hands them the Hoosier Crossroads Conference Championship because in back-to-back weeks, they have beaten the other two top teams in terms of Hamilton Southeastern and Brownsburg. I think in six, everybody's playing for second behind Center Grove. That is clearly the case in the MIC. But a team that deserves some attention is Lawrence North. And again, they graduated a lot of seniors off of last year's team. It was the best team, really, they had at LM in about 15 years. They are 4-1. and one. Now, they were dispatched by Carmel relatively easily the week before, 44-14. They find a way to beat Ben Davis, 26-24. How about this for four successive weeks of your, sec- of, your, of your schedule, Coach? In a row, they go Carmel, BD, Warren Central, Center Grove. How about that? <laughs> Is that called a test? I mean, good grief. <laughs> that is a great way to end the season. That's like a Job-level test uh, is what that is uh, as as far as what Lawrence North has to go through. But they beat Ben Davis. They beat Warren Central regular season last year. Then Warren turned the tables on them in the sectional championship game. And again, LN led Center Grove 13-0 at halftime before the Trojans then responded to win 28-13 in terms of their game on October the 8th. So again, again, this LN team is not as good as last year but they're better than I think a lot of us thought they would be going into the season. Uh, tip of the cap to Patrick Mallory, and that's what you want to do. You're trying to build a program, just not one good team, and clearly it appears that Lawrence North has done that. Uh, I've got a couple of, of, of team-slash-communities that I'm going to give a tip of the cap to as we wrap things up. What about for you? Any Anything else on your radar as we head into week number seven? Well, jumping off this week, we got the Battle of the Bishops coming up in Fort Wayne. Uh, with yep. Wenger and Moore's going to hook up, and that's always uh, a slobber knocker up there. And I, I'm not getting too far ahead. Carol's going to take on uh, 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 Homestead this week. And, and uh, Greg, in two weeks, it's going to be Carol and Lures. So the showdowns are coming in Fort Wayne. Uh, Carol's playing much better. Remember, their only loss is to Lures. So uh, it, it, this this going to be pretty interesting football up here in uh, the Summit City area in the next few weeks. And again, let's talk about this for Dwinger. Again, being in 5A, the good news is, is that I think they would run into Harrison in the regional. I think Harrison has a really good team. Harrison's only loss is week two uh, to Westfield. To Harrison's credit and Coach Peebles' credit, they go out and they play two 6A teams as far as their non-conference schedule. That is part of the theme of the North Central Conference. Harrison's been in the upper half of that really ever since they they joined the league for the first time a little less than a decade ago. But there's other teams that are making some noise in the North Central Conference. Obviously, Kokomo is about five or six years removed from playing in the championship game in 5A. They are 5-1. and Congratulations to the younger Coach Colby for the start that their season has been on. But the other community I know you and I both wanted to talk about is Logansport. Congratulations to the Berries. They are 5-0. and oh. They are looking to secure their first winning record, their first winning season since 2010. They were a sectional champion last year. Now, they were 3-6 and six during the regular season, 
but they won three straight sectional games, then lost in the 4A regional round to finish 6-7. and seven. But that sectional title was their first in 16 years. So congratulations to the Berries. And I know that it comes at a time where that success is needed in Logansport because very recently they have lost a couple of pillars of the coaching community in Logansport. They have Coach Jim Turner passed away in, in literally a couple days in uh, off either side. Uh, they also lost uh, Butch Jones. You're probably yep. familiar more with Butch as an official, uh, but also the former head baseball coach of the Berries and uh, those two gentlemen, the lives they touched, uh, not only on the field, but in the classroom, in the community, and how they worked within the community. It's very heavy-hearted down in Logansport right now. And uh, I know our thoughts and prayers go out to the community in, in, in entirety. But uh, you look at something positive, you got to look at this football program. They're bringing some smiles. And you know both coaches are looking at them and saying, you go, Barrys, you go. Well, Mike Johnson is the coach at Logansport, and most people know him for being the guy that built the program at Pioneer before then taking the job, heading down uh, the highway uh, in Cass County to go be at Logansport. It has taken a while to kind of get his system in place, mm -hmm. but that they have done. And remember, Logansport is in 4A, so they are generally are playing up in classification. Most of the schools they play in the North Central Conference, they will play two really good teams on the road the next two weeks at Kokomo, at Lafayette, Jeff. We'll know more about the Berries coming up in the very near future. The other team that I wanted to give a shout-out to before we exit stage left is Lake Station Edison. And Lake Station oh. Edison has always been a small school trying to play above its weight class. And football success has been very elusive for Lake Station. I think their last winning season came back in 1998. They began the game that they played on Friday night with 15 players. They finished the game on Friday night with 10 players. They went to a running clock, but they finished the game. They didn't stop playing at halftime. They didn't stop playing when they went down to 10 players. They just kept playing. They actually scored a touchdown with 10 guys on the field. They were playing South Central of Union Mills and lost that game 49-14. Lake Station actually won a game against Indiana School for the Deaf the Saturday before. They missed a couple of games. They are one and three, and they've got teams that are kind of equally struggling to play in terms of Bowman Academy and Boone Grove coming up over the course of the next couple of weeks. So all is not lost for that group, but I just wanted to give a, a tip of the cap to the young men that kept fighting, and we are hearing kind of more and more stories about this of schools at the 1A and 2A level, even up to 3A, where numbers are a problem. So I just wanted to say how much I respected the young kids from Lake Station, fighting Eagles for continuing to battle in very adverse circumstances on Friday night. I, I echo that, and, and you are 100% correct. As you know, I deal with a lot of small schools. And yep. numbers right now, uh, as we're looking in what's coming, Greg, in the 7th and 8th grades, we're not having a lot of luxury of having 7th and 8th grade teams they're having to combine those. And when you lose 13 seniors and have four come out, that doesn't, uh, you know, bode well for your program. So, yeah, I could not agree more. Uh, we got to get more kids out and play this great game of football. But, uh, my goodness, that, that's a great testament, not only to the players, but to the staff committing to the players and the players committing to the staff. There's such a trust, such a bond there. Uh, that's what you read about. 
That's what movies are made of, and that's what these kids uh, are, are going to be successful coming down the road. Baz, who you got Friday night? Well, we will be at Wabash. Uh, this should be a dandy. Uh, we got North Miami coming in. Underman, lot of injuries. Wabash coming in without a victory. So it, somebody's going to come away with a victory. I, I got uh, Troy Johnson, the athletic director from North Miami, going to do the game with me. And we kind of chose this game for a reason. We figure it could be a good one with uh, nobody having a victory. So hopefully somebody will come away with a victory at Alumni Field Friday night on 105.9 today. All right, sounds good. I got Carmel and Ben Davis. That'll be at uh, on the west side over at Ben Davis. Should be a great one. Check it out on ISC and my MDTV. That'll do it for this week's show. Thanks to our sponsor, Lawrence and Illogical University. Remember to recruit yourself at LTUAthletics.com. This has been State Champs Indiana Extra Point.